Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the LMM podcast. Today, I'm your host, Shandana, and I have another co-host. My name is Jay, and I'm excited to be on this podcast. I... Yeah, okay. So pretty much, we're going to kind of start talking about... Do you want to introduce our topic today? Um... A lot of people know social media creators. If you're on any kind of social media platform, you follow you follow creators online for their content, whether it be whether it's vlogging online or making TikToks. But what blurs the the line between um, knowing the content creator or idolizing them and seeing them as a completely separate person altogether? And where does that line cross along with their personality in real life right so we kind of wanted to make the audience and viewers aware of the fact of two like extreme idolization and keeping in mind that all youtubers and kind of internet personas are not always as they portray themselves online and they too are also people so um the kind of being aware of that idolizing and putting them on this pedestal that's with kind of you know accompanying unrealistic expectations Social media is only really a scratch of what people um, are in real life. I personally only put so much online on my Instagram and on my Twitter, I am private. And some content creators put out a whole bunch of content within those vlogs. Like you might see mommy vloggers on YouTube uh, having every single day of their life on on the platform while others only show their face sometimes and only upload maybe once a month with just a voice and social media is built on what you make yourself to be and it's only a scratch of what people are in real life and people don't seem to understand that the way that they can bathe themselves online which is an exaggerated manner to make the audience more interested in what they are doing they don't always understand that they don't have the same personalities they do in their real life. No, particularly when you hone in on the fact that people are so impressionable these days, especially not not just younger kids. I know people want to monetize, like kind of demonetize, is that the word for like certain videos? They want to check with, you know, make sure that these are appropriate for kids. But like, to what extent does YouTube really do that? Because I've seen a lot of videos out there that are like so you know the channels that are particularly kind of aimed at kids really putting out content that may not be that suitable for kids just i feel like most creators should be aware of their content in terms of what kind of impression they have on the audience especially youtubers with huge followings or influencers yeah especially youtubers specifically for kids they are very loud and dramatic to keep the kids' retention, such as channels such as Mr. Beat. They are kid-friendly, okay. mostly. And uh, I've watched articles... Nope. I've watched interviews and read articles about how he only portrays himself in a camera, loud and entertaining, for specifically younger teenagers. But uh, I was watching an interview in which... Uh, they they interviewed on what his day-to-day life was and it's a lot more boring and tedious than what someone might think. 
but right. to a little kid, they would idolize him and only see him as the guy who would give away a lot of money to contestants, which isn't exactly bad. But kids yeah. and teenagers both need to realize, oh, this person isn't actually just the loud person on camera. They have a life and they may spend millions of dollars on a, one video that I'm watching after school. Mm -hmm. No, this kind of also what you mentioned earlier about Mr. Feast and his, you know, money related videos may also kind of go into adding on to a bunch of internet scams. Because the other day I was literally just on uh internet, like I was just on Google and I've seen this pop up ad that comes up being like, Mr. Feast is doing this challenge, like sign up in 45 hours and that's all that's left for it. And I and I know that some of the younger audience, like maybe people in like middle school or elementary school or even some naive older people might think that's like completely legitimate. And who knows, at certain points, Mr. Beat, Mr. Beast has done some pretty uh, out there, like, you know, uh, challenges that really call for the public audience to also participate in. So I get how some people make fall into these like online scams and traps by thinking that oh maybe this is an actual opportunity provided by Mr. Beast when really it's just a scam so I think it's important to like kind of find that fine line there and then realize that even though these people are like these huge like um kind of social media stars like they're not always you know how it's kind of important to be aware of that fine line for yourself and for your general like community yeah people always attach a specific content creation to specific people. People associate money with Mr. Beast, but he's known as the guy who does money challenges, but he does it because he likes giving away money. He isn't a person that makes the entire video about, oh, they're going to compete for $100,000. And if they lose or they lose and we're never seeing them again, he likes giving away money and he likes entertaining people. So the entire point of his video is to entertain you, but everybody who leaves afterwards gets at least a thousand to two thousand dollars. But it's aiming toward that high goal in the end of ten thousand or a hundred thousand. And people just build him up as pressure in in their mind as someone who just has a lot of money. And especially on platforms like Twitter, there's gonna be people who only see him as the guy who cares about money and who has 100 million followers, nope, 100 million subscribers on YouTube. And people just have this idea of them, idea of him in their head, even if it isn't exactly true or sane at all. People make up a persona based on the minimal information that they have on them. And they create a false reality of that person, leading to idolization of that content creator. Definitely. And kind of adding on to that point, it kind of goes into hand in hand with this idea of the general career of a YouTuber being kind of as in, you know, if different people like all these big YouTubers are, you know, doing these money challenges and then they have all this money to give away to their audience. So how like I get how younger people and other like just the general audience watching this may be thinking like, oh, YouTube seems like a pretty you know, a good career, especially for making these big amounts of money. And I've seen a lot of people on YouTube, like the smaller ones, say that they've kind of left high school for this. And really what statistical, like what 
a number of people really hit that success spot after, you know, deciding to drop everything and then go into YouTube and focus fully on that. I feel like that's a very small amount of people and most people go into that without backup plans. And then when that doesn't work out for them, it takes them later to get their, you know, sturdy, like, I guess, um, way of life with that. I've known people in middle school and high school, I think even once in elementary school, where they try, where they see YouTubers and they try with themselves. But there's also a line between those content creators who have built a community off of only showing so much information about themselves. But when younger kids try following in those footsteps, seeing these people who have three million, four million followers, and they look and act just like them from maybe the same area as well, they do that same thing. But for younger kids, specifically middle schoolers, around a time where you want to make an impression on people, the internet is a great way to do that. And if they see these bigger YouTubers uh, revealing their face or putting their full or putting their real name online, even if it's just a nickname, uh, it can cause more problems when they're trying to copy their favorite content creator. It may seem all innocent and fun when it is Zach, uh, Zach Efron123 online playing Minecraft and Twitch followers, but soon they have your full name, Zach Efron. And, yeah. and there's content creators online that only as they grow older and in their 20s have, um, have their full name on the internet, have their full birthday on the internet, they're more accustomed to it because they're 20s. They're in their 20s and they're, and they're used to that kind of pressure. Well, if you're in your teenage years and people are like, oh, Zach Efron, oh, I know where you live because you mentioned this specific, this specific trademark location in your city, that can narrow it down so much and put that specific teenager in a lot of danger just because they were trying to copy their favorite it, um, content creator. Yeah. And uh, content creators, there's a variety of them. And maybe this exact scenario isn't applicable for everybody, but there are a lot of kids trying to be like their favorite content creators and idolizing them to a degree which is unhealthy. Either if you're trying to be that person or if you consume the content too much and it leaves you away from your day-to-day -day activity. Right. And if it, especially like the Zach Brown example, it's hard as to even tell, honestly, these days, because have you seen those um, Jubilee videos or those oh, interview yeah. videos with the celebrities? And then they're like, oh yeah, make this fake persona. And then like, you know, the game would be making Zach Efron play Minecraft as himself, for example. Like if they did that, like, People, you know, in, I guess, other audience could think, like, when they're playing the game, they're like, oh, yeah, this dude is just, you know, faking it. But when they see this video, they're like, oh, it's the actual guy who played with his own name. Like, people, you know, have you seen those celebrity videos where they kind of be themselves online and kind of, I guess, surprise their fans or troll their fans or something? It's like all those. Yeah, I, I've seen some of the videos that you're referencing along with content creators do do those things and then when they interact with those fans and those fans see them uh see them interact with them 
that just makes them idolize them more and put them on a high pedestal because, oh, they got into a video and that video got millions of views and they're in it and they got to talk to their idol. And they put them on a higher pedestal because they're being associated with that person. If Jake, if Jake the Jakester from Nebraska uh, was cold for five seconds in a video like that, he's being associated with that. And from that, he feels good about that because people associate him with his favorite content creator. And from there, it kind of... Jake, uh, Jake from Nebraska now feels like he... Yeah, it makes sense, kind of, what you were kind of going off on that point about, you know, that high degree of idolization, especially in terms of fans. And that kind of brings us to our final thoughts now as we're approaching our last three minutes. Um, so how how would you really, what what message do you want our audience to understand from this kind of concept of idolizing these YouTubers, watching these high profile YouTubers and kind of what, what should we make of it? Be aware of how you view your favorite content creators, whether it's on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. I don't know. There's so many social media platforms out there and so many different creators that you can watch and see. But you as an audience should treat them as much. They're just a creator. They're a human that enjoys making content online. Instead of seeing them as this bigger person, just because they have a million followers or 10 million followers, doesn't make them better uh, uh, better than other people. And no personality uh, doesn't necessarily mean that they got that far because of their personality or looks. They got there because people decided that they liked their content. And you shouldn't idolize them just because of their content. They're still real people at the end of the day. And just be aware of how you think about content creators and uh, think of that fine line between idolizing them and seeing them not as human and or just seeing the human that's just trying to have fun on whatever platform that they're doing. Right. So it's really important to consider all aspects of it and make sure that you're in reality as well. Okay. Well, that about concludes our episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope you join us for next week's episode.